Hello everyone and welcome back to the discussion series. How are you all? Of course, I'm Brandon and I'm joined today by co-host Michael. What's up, what's up? And we are back for another episode. This one is about the control of television. Isn't that intriguing? We'll begin the episode in just a moment. Stay tuned. All right, so for this episode, as I've mentioned before, our topic is the control of television. Television has played such an integral ro- role, like within many of our lives, like truly for decades. And, you know, and how it's like essentially helped, like helped us become who we are, not necessarily individually, but who we are, like as a society as a whole. And so, Michael, would you like to go ahead and like give us like a brief history lesson on television, since I know that. This is a topic that both of us really enjoy. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, television, you know, it was basically, you know, back in the 30s and 40s, you know, radio shows and radio programming was really kicking off. And, um, you know, movies, cinema was just breaking out with Nickelodeons and just really a visual content was starting to kick out. And a lot of people were gravitating towards movies and radio also was still a driving force but also radio wanted to reinvent itself to also keep that audience key so i think that television was derived from radio and moving into the audience giving a visual representation of news and sports or programming people can visualize it and i think from there it went on to just continue just reinventing itself within the 70s with comedy and wide variety shows and then you know sitcoms and screaming and reality and just keeps on reinventing and reinventing and reinventing yeah definitely yeah and then like i said it truly was like a reflection of radio i mean even the same networks really from radio just i guess like copied themselves over to to television i mean we had um, the national broadcasting company, NBC, which, yeah, in radio, it was two networks, Blue and Red. Blue is the American broadcasting company, ABC, um, while Red just became N- what we know now as NBC. Of course, you have Columbia Broadcasting System for CBS. I mean, it's essentially been the same, like, three companies for this many decades. I mean, isn't that, like, crazy? Yeah, the big three. Yeah. And so, because actually, and I think the only, uh, the only big radio network that didn't transfer over was uh, Mutual, um, which they dissolved in the 90s, I believe, if I remember correctly. But, and of but, course yeah. now, and of course now, the, the big three maintained to stay in the big three. Of course, now we have, I guess you could say the big four with Walt Disney and ABC and their production brand kind of came in there and then you had throughout the way you had Warner Brothers and a couple networks and um broadcasting systems sneak in there but ultimately weeded itself out but they NBC a home and you know CBS and all them stayed consistent definitely and even going into the streaming atmosphere now we still have the big free for the most part I mean well actually let's go like back a little to the early like maybe the, like the 2010s or so like yep. like you know you had you know of course you know the big free and cable you know even though cable had been around for like a few decades now it's like cable didn't really take off until the 2000s or 2010s 
you know, and essentially just the fact that, you know, you now have access to all of these different channels. And while most of those have a lot of different owners, it's still kind of just the big free still. In yeah. Terms of, like, who controls what? And even if it's not the networks themselves, it's like, it's their partners, it's their, you know, corporate sisters, um, so to speak. But it's like, it still was no competition to the big free networks. Like, you, you had Fox get in there, but even still, it, it was still just the big free. But when we got like, to the 2010s or so, we had competition from companies like Netflix, which... I mean, I'm sure they ne probably never thought that was going to be competition. Yeah, I think that um, cable did reach its peak, but at the same time, it peaked and declined all around the same era. Definitely. Because I think that Netflix definitely snuck up on them. Definitely. And especially since at the time beforehand, Netflix was essentially a like company that you can like rent DVD stuff from the internet. I mean, it's like... You know who's going to you know subscribe to that stuff but little did they know i mean i mean if you think of any streaming company you know streaming service it's like despite all the ones out there netflix is usually the one that you're probably going to think of the first you know think of first yeah i think that what tv made a mistake about and the one unnecessary tv program itself i think that this has to happens to do with cable is that for the longest time they monopolized consumers with all these channels and the prices kept going up. And I think that the consumers started as the years went on, didn't see the value of the price. And Netflix was like, hey, people are complaining about, not about the content and not about the diverse content, but the price. Yeah. So we are able to gamble and put a risk by acquiring all this content for a lower price. Will people take key to it? And they did. And cable has been subbling ever since. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I like I couldn't have worded that better myself. Like, you know, when we look at like where cable has truly gone, I mean, you know, yes, we have a lot of networks and channels and everything, but it's essentially been the same one since the start. I mean, there hasn't been a lot of new things and for most people it's like if I can get all of this in a streaming service that I'm going to yeah, one service that I pay less money, but I can watch what I want to watch. It's like, why am I paying for all of this money for, you know, for this cable service, really? I mean, you know, it's like, yes, you, there, there's some benefits you're going to lose, you know, dropping, essentially cutting the cord um, as like the latest trends have been. But, you know, it's like you're, but it's like it essentially pay, will pay for itself almost like in what you can do. Like you're not you're no longer paying for those sports channels you're not going to watch if you're not a sports person. But also I think that it's capitalizing on the new human experience. I think that with cable, cable is really back in the day where the highlight was on a Friday night to sit down and watch TV. That was yeah. the highlight. On a Friday night, pre-before COVID, there's so many various activities for you to do now. You go bowling, amusement parks, you know, Top Golf is kicking off. There's all these brand new innovations. So traditionally sitting down and watching TV, it's just not a thing. And I think that with Netflix, Netflix grew with us, grew with us as experience of knowing that this is on to go streaming where it's not just you have to sit down and watch it then. 
you can watch it while you're on the plane you can watch it while you're on a train you know you can watch it while you're in the car you know netflix really capitalizes on understanding the new human experience and kept keying where cable honestly said hey we're cable and it doesn't get better than it but it did yeah and then also the fact that like like we want like new freedoms almost and like for a lot of cable services and equivalencies like you know you have to sign yourself to like two-year contracts and you know essentially like sign this giant legal document where as netflix you just sign up and you can cancel whenever you want you don't even have to like put your credit card in you can just buy a gift card which but also giving the power of what we consume and what and how we consume and when we consume it you can binge watch the whole season in one day well, showrunners and producers and networks would decide when the episode airs, when the next season airs and all that. It's kind of like you're cutting out the middleman and getting straight to the source. It's just like, it's on Netflix. Here's 12 episodes. Boom, you have it. And now you watch it at your own time, on your own risk. You're in control of how you're viewing your content. Definitely. Yeah, I couldn't have said that better myself. Like, I mean, it, it's such an interesting thing. Like, looking at, looking at it, I mean... And like, you know, you have like the no commercials and like it, it just truly is easier. But I mean, but at the same time, there's also the part like Netflix, for example, um, in particular, they don't release like any viewer data or anything like that. And a lot of their decisions to, you know, whether a show continues or not is not based off of, you know, whether or not fans react to it or, you know, how the audience likes it, but really what brings in new subscribers. Which, for some people who have who love shows such as like One Day at a Time, the 2017 remake, that is, and stuff like that, like a lot of those were canceled, and like many of us don't actually know why. Like, you know, it's not like we can look at ratings like we do right. like with the Big Free. It's like it's just canceled, gone. <laughs> but here's the thing with that is that that Netflix is taking note on why television failed. Yeah, you know. Netflix is all about creating more content. You know, Disney Plus is all about creating more content. Now, yeah, a show might get canceled, but at the end of the day, with cable, shows come and go on. um, Shows get canceled every upfront season, every television season. And when television, when a show gets canceled, it's like, you know, you're going to lose that rating spot. When a show gets canceled on Netflix, Netflix is producing 50 shows already going to keep up the subscriber rate so they're not relying on ratings they're relying on creating continuous content for what they feel like the world is moving towards and i think that what television day waited for us to react they're waiting for ratings they're waiting for this where netflix is constantly moving ahead and constantly moving forward and leaving things in the past and moving forward yeah and so almost like by the time that like you like watch the show it's like there's already something new for you to watch it's not like you have to wait until like next season or whatever like there's always new content for you to watch like there's no way that you're going to watch like everything but yeah and i think that that just takes notes about our attention spans you know before we'd be invested in a show and we can't wait and we'll wait the five minutes or not the five minutes but the five months for the next season where netflix is where just in human race, you know, something can be trending on Twitter and a huge outrage on Monday and on Wednesday. We're thinking of a whole nother topic. So I think that just Netflix really did a great job at understanding how the human sociology is working and what it's moving towards and capitalizing off of it. Definitely. 
And so, like, just some last things to think about, like, like if you've noticed, like, Netflix, that most of their, I think all of their shows, at least the ones that I have seen um, in research, like, they're, they are reminiscent of older TV shows and that they have full theme songs, but yet, and, you know, and they're, but they're, they have the new streaming, um, you know, binge watching, um, like, I guess, format to it, where you're not supposed to watch episode by episode, like, like TV, where it, everything wraps up with a nice bow until next, next week. You know, it's made to be watched as a whole, almost like a, like, five-hour movie, almost. Like, all 13 episodes, like, you're supposed to watch, you know, one after the other in that format. But it's interesting, because, at least to me, that, like, services like that you know, are made, like I said, with the full theme song, made to be reminiscent of these times. But other services such as Disney+, Plus, which are purposely episodic, you know, with one episode at a time, you know, those ones, like, don't include the theme song, but yet are also trying to, like, engage in the same sort of way. So, like, what are your thoughts about that, like, in the way that goes? I think that in regards with... Um, everybody's doing a reboot, and I think that yeah. Netflix is also taking note on. We love a reboot, and we love. Yeah, we love the future, but we also love the the original, and we love looking back. And I think that Netflix is like, hey, people, consumers are liking the past, and so let's create reboots. Let's create shows that remind people of the past, but also in a new, integrative way. Yeah. So almost like making like a new like golden age of television. I think that's the third one now, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I thankfully think that Disney, Hulu, and now HBO Max, it's rising. Like these streaming platforms are the new golden age of digital content. Yeah. Mentioned seeing how all of this, you know, all of this goes within the next, you know, the next several weeks and months. I mean, there's even news now, even... You know, one thing that was holding um, sports and now there's sports apps and streaming services on sports. And now news shows are doing digital signing deals with Facebook Watch and Snapchat and news. You can watch CBS News on a Snapchat story now. So I think that just television's loyalty is gone. And I think that it's all about maintaining viewership and moving forward with millennials and the new age which is constantly evolving yeah yeah i definitely agree it's yeah it like i said it's a new age and like the new i don't know it's like the new creative age it's like trying out new things see what works see what doesn't and just sort of you know follow like essentially the fans almost like, like i said put put the people in control while it may not I said, not, while not every decision will be made based off of what everyone wants, it's like, for the most part, you really are in control of your content. Yeah, you are, in ways. So that being said, I mean, 50 years ago when television launched, you know, people really thought that this is it, like, television's here to stay. And as we saw, television is rapidly declining every year. I think that this year, it might have... Um, increased a little bit due to um, coronavirus and protesting and the climate of our state due to news. But do you think that television would ever has the same control as it did 50 years ago? And will it ever reach its peak again, re-peak for better words? 
Hmm. Okay, so I feel like yes, it will, but not in the traditional way that like everyone's just gonna sign up for cable like tomorrow. Like I, I feel like that's out of the question. That's not gonna happen. But I feel like television will rise again, but in the form of this new digital age. But not necessarily that everyone's going to like use a streaming service, but rather now that you have a choice, like like you can choose whether or not your show is like whether what you watch is on broadcast or on cable, you know, satellite um, streaming, like that there will still be a variety of content and that it's going to continue evolving, adding those interactions that we we didn't really have before, and not just with new content, but with old content. Like you see stuff like Friends and and even like what's another show that has added interaction like Birdie Rock, like shows that have been off the air like are now like on social media and interacting with the fans, um because fans wanted them back and essentially like revitalizing you know the classic age but with that new you know with that new um I guess um, dimension of interaction like. Like, you know, the six, the 50s, 60s had added color, you know, we added high definition, and I think our generation added interactivity. Right, exactly. Well, I think that this has been a great conversation. I think it's going to come to end. Um, Brennan, thanks for having me guest host again. It's always oh, no a pleasure. Problem. And um, Brennan, we'll see you guys on the next episode for a yeah. brand new discussion. Yep. Have a wonderful day, everyone.